Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to share my second podcast interview with the amazing sister duo, Lauren Dudley-Stevens and Kaki Dudley-McGrath, the two co-founders of Dudley-Stevens. Quick background, they launched the company with their iconic flagship, Cabo Hill Turtleneck, in 2015, which immediately had success because they are comfortable, timelessly stylish, eco-friendly, and durable to love and last and wear upon wear. They've had so much success with their flagship fleeces that they now have expanded the business tremendously by including dresses, pants, outerwear products for men and children, and so much more. Throughout our interview, they take us on their incredible entrepreneurial journey over the past five plus years. They touch on the high points, such as partnering with Gwyneth Paltrow's company, Goof, being featured in Oprah Magazine, their partnership with Tuckernuff, and so many other major milestones. As always, they are also incredibly humble and down to earth and not afraid to share their setbacks, such as how they navigated the impacts of COVID-19. I hope you enjoy my conversation with these awesome sisters as much as I did. So Lauren and Kaki, welcome back to the podcast. And just so (laughs) listeners know, we did our very first interview three whole years ago in February, 2018. And at that point, you were a little over two years into Dudley Stevens. And I was just looking today, and I've recorded about 59 interviews so far. And to this day, that is still my most downloaded episode. And yeah, I think that speaks volumes about the two of you. Um, I personally think listeners not only want to hear about your incredible startup story, but they also are more inclined to listen because both of you are so genuine, humble, generous, and hardworking sisters. And you both are tremendous role models for the startup community. And you've both been so generous to me too with your time and energy with sharing the podcast. Um, So it means a lot. Okay, so here we are, fast forward. It's Friday, January 29th, the coldest day of the year so far. Yeah, and um, you guys recently passed your five-year milestone, correct? I think in the fall of 2020. Yeah, okay. And Dudley Stevens has totally exploded. Not only do you guys sell the flagship Cobble Hill turtleneck, which I'm wearing right now, but you've also expanded into um, so many different other products, which we'll talk about. Um, and I was reading a bunch of interviews and articles that feature Dudley Stevens, and one I read last night, one of the Tucker Nuck co-founders described Dudley Stevens fleeces perfectly. She said, they're elegant but practical, and I think that's so true. I personally wear my Dudley Stevens almost every day, and even just looking around, too, I live right outside Philadelphia, and I always spot someone in a Dudley Stevens at least once a week, so it's so cool to watch the success you guys have had. (laughs) Um, But enough about me, I wanna hear about um, uh, what you guys think, and for listeners that did not get a chance to listen to my first podcast with you guys, can you guys tell us a little bit about what Dudley Stevens is and why you guys decided to launch the business? Yes, so, um, hi, it's Lauren. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. Um, And that was such a nice intro. We, doing the podcast with you, three years ago was was such a fun thing to do and it, I think it was like one of our first times we ever had a quote-unquote like interview with someone about Dudley Stevens yeah. um but anyway yeah so we launched in 2015 um as you said we celebrated our five-year anniversary last October um when we launched the company we just thought that there needed to be stylish fashionable fleece clothing for women and we thought that there was a gap in the market and we kind of set out um we started very small. We were just kind of going with what we thought 
we wanted to wear and it turns out that women across the country also wanted to wear it as well and um and so yeah so we've been um in business for five years five and a half years now a little over five years um and we when we launched the company it was also important to us that we used recycled uh, fleece fabric that is actually made using um plastic water bottles so Mm -hmm. that was part of the business plan as well when we launched um and we also wanted to make our things locally and, and in the u.s so to this day we still use recycled fleece fabrics we still make everything in the u.s um we have an amazing factory in brooklyn new york um and we you know continue to see amazing growth um since we launched um our sales we looked at the numbers quickly yesterday and since we last spoke um our sales mm-hmm. are have grown 500 percent wow and so um so yes yeah, it's, it's been an amazing um past few years i would say after our interview in 2018 and 2019 those were really pivotal years where we saw just this tremendous growth and we really felt you know just this amazing response from the women that were buying our clothes and they were coming back and buying more than one um and we just thought maybe we're onto something here and um since we spoke we moved our office out of my home i saw that (laughs) have an actual um office um in greenwich connecticut where we're based um which is now turned into a store um so we have half store, half office space there, which obviously we can touch upon that when we speak to COVID. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so it's been you know a, a crazy past few years. Our team has grown. Also, we have now 11 people wow. working directly with us, um, and we also have you know agencies and freelancers in addition to that. Um, on top of the factory, which has you know tons of people working there. So um, so yeah, so it's been a crazy few years. Really exciting though. You know we have. done nothing but believed in this idea and we are all so passionate about it including my mom who is very involved with the company as well and you know we we, um we just continue to be so excited about the company the clothes the the future of where we see the brand going and um and just the strength in the community and and really you know how loyal and, and dedicated and supportive our customers are it's just it's been an amazing ride and um and we're really excited about what's to come yeah i love that story thanks lauren and then question for you guys too so listeners can understand where what sort of stages in life were the two of you in when you guys launched the company yes so um i was uh newly married somewhat newly married um trying to start a family um not pregnant yet when we when the whole idea of the company, we first had the idea of the company. Um, Kaki had just had her first son, um, mm-hmm. and I believe she was pregnant with her second. Um, so we were not quite. Almost, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the talking. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, so we were just young, ma- ma- new, young new moms, and then I was soon to be pregnant. I actually found out I was pregnant right when, right before we were launching, which is oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so morning sickness when you're launching a company is really <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, but you know, thankfully we have each other and our mom like helped so much in the beginning, with, yeah. whether it was babysitting or she helps with all of our design meetings and, you know, slapping things back and forth. Like the three of us really just banded together and we each kind of honed in on what our strengths were. And then we went to that and ran with it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I couldn't have done it on my own as a newly pregnant 
soon to be mom and, and Tacky might say the same. Like we just really yeah. had to lean on each other. We still do to this day, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, so we were kind of setting out on starting families and starting the company at the same time, which um, you know, was a lot. But also I think it as you become, you know, a mom or you get married, like you start to think of things differently and prioritize things differently and so for us it was just it it happened naturally that we would start this company and we always have wanted to work together as a family so this was a great way to to do that right um yeah so you know i I don't know if i recommend it to someone to do all this at once but but i don't have any regrets about it yeah that's (laughs) awesome um, and I was gonna gonna say too for the listeners to definitely go back and listen to our first interview because Lauren, you talk about um, your infertility issues, which sort of led the, the silver lining of your infertility issues. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that you put yeah. all your time and energy into Dudley Stevens, um, and yeah. um, and has a good ending too because you have two kids now. And um, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so you were I really, feel like you know yeah, just out of that. I mean, it was something that was so hard, and you kind of just focus all your energy on something else just to kind of distract and keep yourself busy and um and it was a blessing you know looking back on it right and um khaki you just had your third baby right yes just had my third little boy okay um, Jake. So, so cute yeah, so we've seen the birth of five kids since the beginning <laughs> of uh, Stevens. amazing yeah. i love all the pictures it's so great um <laughs> And then speaking of family, so in a lot of the articles that have featured uh, the two of you, you talk about the positive influence both of your parents have had on you. And then in Lauren, in one interview, I love this quote about your dad. You said the following, you're never as bad as you think you are when you lose, and you're never as good as you think you are when you win. And you said, I'm not sure who said it originally, but I heard it from my dad and it stuck with me. It means stay humble and do not forget that failing can be the best thing to happen to you. So with that quote in mind, what sort of values did both your parents instill in you that have molded you to into these like go-getters, hustlers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you know it, it's funny because now that we have our own kids, I'm just constantly wondering like, you know, just you you want to have well-rounded children, obviously, and and hard workers. I think that's something that we were just raised to be. I mean, you know, for me, I. I left my last corporate job because I couldn't get pregnant and I couldn't sit still. Like I, the next day, I think I was like, well, I'm just sort of company now. Like, right. I don't know. It's just like you, I, I think that Kaki and I both, like we were both swimmers growing up. Like we just love working hard. It's like, it, mm-hmm. it's what brings us joy. And, um, and I hope to pass that on to my children too. And, and so I think, you know, our parents definitely, you know, feel the same and raise us to be that way. And, um, you know, being a swimmer or any, you know, competitive athlete like that, you're just, it just sticks with you. And like, you, you know, you go into adulthood and you still want to, you don't want to, you know, you, you just want to feel that same, um, dedication and, and hard work that you grew up experiencing. Um, yeah. And I think that quote, I love that quote so much. I just feel like if you have a bad day or something goes wrong or you make a mistake or something doesn't work out the way you saw it, you're never as bad as you think you are in your head. And then mm-hmm. if you have a great day where, you know, we had one of our best sales days ever last year at the end of the year on, on Cyber Monday. We, I mean, we just were blown away by by the our, where we ended the year up last year. And, um, you know, you can get a high off that and get really excited and think right. like, 
wow, like we've, you know, we're changing the world and blah, blah, blah. But like, really, yeah. you know, <laughs> think about uh, where, you know, it's like you did really well, but just have to stay humble and focused. And, you know, we're always thinking like, okay, what's next? You know, like we did, we might've had a great sales day this day, or we might've done something exciting. You know, we were in Oprah magazine last year, but to us, it's always like, okay, what's next? How do we keep the momentum? You know, where, where do we, what do we look to next and how do we keep growing? I love that. I also think just going back to like the startup mentality too, and just speaking to the humbleness, like Lauren and I know that we're not professionals in all areas of the business and like people out there, people out there that can do things um, in their area of expertise better than we can. So I think going back to the startup mentality, like we know when to ask for help and, and, and I think that's, um, you know, we have grown a, an amazing team of amazing women who are helping us. And, and I think that that quote really speaks to our humbleness and mm-hmm. just making sure that we're doing the best for our company and also for our team as well. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, and then, so personally speaking about growth, you know, I've watched you guys grow so much in the past five years, it's or five plus years. So can you tell us about some of the different ways the business has grown and evolved since the launch? I know you guys said your team has grown, um, you now have your own office, and then, but maybe talk about the different products you now have, because everyone obviously knows the Cobble Turtleneck, but you guys have exploded and have so much other product now too, which is so cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak a little bit to it, Lauren can fill in, but we, um, since we've talked, we, we have a few different lines now. We have our capsule collection, which is really fashion forward, so it's taking this amazing fabric and making it extremely fashion forward. Um, so I don't know if you've seen some of our outerwear. Um, we kind of blow that up every year, and that, we've had two capsule collections um, in the past year. Um, and then beyond that, we've also had just you know new takes on, on our core style, so we'll take our turtleneck and tweak it here and there. Um, you know, add puff sleeves or buttons or, um, you know, something along those lines that we know our customer would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward, we have some fun, exciting new fabric ways coming out that are really staying true to our core of being recycled fabrics, but um, expanding outside of fleece a little bit um, to, to so that our customers can wear Dudley all year round and not just, you know, in the cold months. So mm-hmm. we're really excited for that as well. I love that. And then, um, actually, going back to your dad, too, I listened to a podcast last night that you guys did in 2019. I forget the lady's name, but it was really good. Um, Nina is her name. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and what's so interesting is that I, uh, your dad, you guys were talking about, and you said that you grew up, um, he was in sports marketing, so you guys kind of grew up learning about that. And he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he gave you the advice to own a product first, like first own the fleece, and then when you have success with that, you can evolve and expand to different things, which I thought was really interesting. You guys want to touch on that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We wanted to wait till the right time to do this um, and make sure we had the right customer base that we could speak to it, that it would make sense within the Dudley Stevens brand. And like what Kaki just said, I think, you know, making sure the fabric was recycled, that it was all on the same messaging as what we stand for. Um, and it took a while to find the right fabric and mm-hmm. design the styles and yeah, and really think about the timing of when this was gonna launch and the positioning and all that. And so, you know, I think that that advice from, from our dad was really, we, we took it seriously. And, and I think, you know, it, it was hard because it's a challenge when you only have a fabric way that people wear 
10 months of the year and then for a few months it's just too hot and you can't you know wear it so it, you know we've really um we had to really kind of hustle in a way and like look at the calendar of the year and think about how we're gonna get through those months of when sales have been you know slower right and, and so i think and so this collection is what we're hoping to be kind of the bridge of, of the summer months when, you know, you're not reaching for your Dudley every day. Right. Um, and so it's, it, you know, I, but I think it was good advice because it really taught us to be really smart with the business and our finances. And, you know, we, I think we did a, to not to pat ourselves in the back, but we've done a good job with like growing, continuing to grow the business with the products that really isn't a year round thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think, but it, 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 has forced us to become very strategic and I think it's a good lesson um for the business so yeah so to to launch this next fabric way I'm so excited about it I feel like it's the right time we waited we yeah we I mean it was really painful because there were a few times when we were potentially going to launch it and then we had to push it off and whatnot and, and tacky was definitely the you know, logical one as she usually is. And so for me, it was like, wait, oh, we can't do it yet. No, we've got, you know, we just have to wait for the right time. So the fact that this is actually happening now is really exciting and that we all love the style so much. So it's, it's good. And patience is definitely can be really important. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then um, speaking of your mom quickly too, she's played an entire, entire role since the very start of the company, right? Yes. Yeah, mom. Mom has been on board since day one. Um, she had many of the initial ideas, and um, you know, it's, it's kind of her second act, as we call it. Uh, you know, she she raised, she took time off of her previous career to raise us, and then you know, once we were ready, she had this amazing idea and really started, really motivated us. I would say to, to get it off the ground running. And she's been involved since day one, helping with designs. You know, every morning I'll wake up and have emails from her in the middle of the night or hours with with new ideas for styles. Um, So yeah, she's been amazing. And on top of that also helps out with a lot of, you know, business decisions as well. You know, over Thanksgiving, you know, the four of us will be together, my dad included and chatting about Dudley Stevens and a lot of our best ideas come out of, you know, just our family dinners. Yeah. I love that. I love how it's become such a family business. It's really cool. Um, So before we dive into COVID and the effects it's had, I wanted to also ask you guys, um, you know, I've seen you guys were featured on so many well-known news and social media platforms. So what were some of the pinch me recognition moments over the past five years that you guys have had? Um, we, I mean, definitely being in Oprah magazine last year, that was, um, that was just so, so awesome. And, um, it was one of their, it was for their, um, sustainability issues. So it was really surreal. Um, and then I would say being featured on Goop, um, mm-hmm. you know, we met, we were able to go to this, uh, Goop event in Chicago and met with Paltrow there and, um, and we continue to partner with them also. We are working with them um, continuing into this year as well. And our partnership this year will be even bigger than it's been in previous years. And we just are so thankful for them and, and working with them. Um, and yeah, I feel like those are kind of, those are kind of the main things that are sticking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, part of our partnership included a podcast ad last year. So to hear Gwyneth Paltrow say Dudley Stevens was yeah. an ad was- Kind of I, I heard that. I was so excited when I heard that. I was like, oh my gosh, you just said Dudley Stevens. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. And then I saw you guys did the big collaboration with Tucker Knox. So I, so I interviewed September, um, September Rainier, um, Vada is her new married name, um, a couple years ago as well. And I saw that all the success you guys have had with them as well, if you want to touch on that a little bit. Yes, so Tucker Knock has been an amazing partner um, for us as well. They, we so respect what they have done also with their business and how they've grown it. And, you know, as a very loyal Tucker Knock customer, I can't, <laughs> I shop on their site a lot because I just think they, they merchandise and they're fine. Like everything that they have, I just love. I always enjoy, you know, going to their website and shopping. Um, and so when, the opportunity came to work with them. We were just so excited and it just felt so on brand for us and like just such a great partner. Um, and since then, it's been really a, a, a successful partnership, I would say. Um, they've increased their buys with us as the time has gone by and have gone since we uh, launched on their site. And we are really excited about this year with them again. And um, they're just really fun to work with also. Yeah. It's just a great group of girls and hardworking and so smart and just, you know, we just find ourselves really feeling thankful to be on Tucker Nook. And that was definitely a pinch me moment too, because, you know, we, Kaki, my mom, like we've been shopping at Tucker Nook for a long time. And, right. Um, yeah. So it was just, it's just awesome that we're there and we do so well on their site. I mean, their customers love Dudley Stevens and, um, and it's been a great way for us to also grow our customer base and, you know, acquire new customers that might not have heard of us yet. Um, so we're just really thankful to the Tucker Nut team. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. They're woman based. Um, three, all the co-founders are all women, which is cool too, for you guys to collaborate yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. So moving forward to COVID, as everyone knows, we're kind of in the midst of this right now. We're almost a year in, which is crazy. Um, so, um, going back to March, 2020, I think like March 13th is that date that everyone remembers. Um, so talking about that, what did those first couple of weeks kind of look like for you guys? Yeah, I, I would say it was really just dialing back and, and looking at our roots and, and really focusing on what we know we're good at. We had to you know, we had a whole marketing plan that we had to basically scrap and start from the start fresh. Um, a lot of it included, you know, experiential things and getting content that maybe, you know, since we couldn't see anyone, we couldn't do. So, <laughs> no. um, so we really had to like re-strategize and, and go back to our roots, focus on what we're good at, you know, what we, what our customer um, likes. We had a, you know, our copywriter, our whole team really came together and came up some with some amazing ideas for our editorial pieces to keep our customer engaged. Um, our factory had to shut down for, you know, they're in Brooklyn, as Lauren mentioned earlier, so they had to shut down during um, during the, the height of it in March and April. And um, luckily, you know, we had inventory to help us get it, get us through that time. Um, right. So our sales were, you know, were steady, um, which is good. And, and everyone actually seemed to want a comfy fleece while they were stuck at home. And, um, you know, our turtlenecks look great on Zoom. So um, we were really happy that, you know, our customers were still, um, we're still wanting our, our product, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just really had to focus on our roots and, you know, our team, since our factory had to shut down, our team came up with amazing ideas to do like a digital trunk show. And, um, and you know, we found Lauren and, Lauren and I found each other like doing things that we were doing year one, you know, we right. were working out of Lauren's home office again. And, um, you know, our team was, was fulfilling products from the, from our office. Um, you know, so it was a lot of going back to our roots, as I've said, and, um, you know, refocusing on what we, we do best. 
Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And then what were some of the other creative responses that you guys put together? I loved your blog, by the way. I read a bunch of the articles and it was so nice because I feel like you guys gave back so much during that time with like ideas of what to do with kids at home and you, I think you had a couple doctors on and it was really cool to, to be able to read through that too. Yeah, I would say one of the, um, just the most rewarding and, and um, exciting things about having a company like this is the people that you find yourselves working with and our team just had so many great ideas and everyone just really pitched in and mm -hmm. didn't let a day go by where they weren't thinking of things to do. And, you know, like Kaki said, um, we, we were like, I found, I found myself fulfilling orders again, back to when it was 2015. <laughs> so, you know, it was all hands on deck and, um, having the, we did a trunk show from our townhouse. So, we made it digital and that was a whole operation also. I mean, our web team and, and the girls that handle our e-commerce had to basically create a whole new website for customers to go and shop our digital trunk show. So, you know, it was a lot of all different parts of the business coming together and coming up with these amazing ideas that got us through the time. And, um, you know, it's not to say it wasn't stressful, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, overwhelming because I think, you know, my business during this time, you know, continues to be challenging and uncertain. And, um, we were all, you know, I, I, I remember just feeling so like we had been hit by a truck, like what is happening? You know, we, we went from this thriving business with this business plan for 2020 mm -hmm. that was just knocked over. I mean, right. we really had to like go back and start from scratch on that day on May 13th and, and look at everything and, and start over in a way, you know, right. start the year over in a way. So, um, we, and you know, it was, it was definitely a scary and uncertain time, but once, you know, June hit and our factory reopened, we just hit the ground running and, you know, went back to it and we, we all continued to work remotely and then our factory opened with limited staffing and with all the safety precautions and, and all of that. So it was, again, another start in a way because right. we all had to learn to work like that again. So, um, but, you know, we kicked it off. We got back up and running. Um, we started producing. They just went back to production where, where they had left off. And, um, and we ended up ending the year where our sales continued to grow through the end of the year um, and through the holidays. And we ended up, you know, meeting the sales goal that we had set out to Amazing. meet um, at the beginning of the year. So, you know, where we might've lost sales in the, 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 the peak of COVID during those months, we more than made up for them going into the fall and holiday season. So, you know, it was definitely a, and I think that to what Kaki was saying, like everyone wanted to be cozy at home, but still feel a little bit put together and right. resume and, um, you know, it was a good time to be wearing fleece and Dudley Stevens at home. So I think that that was played into the, you know, great year that we had, um, going into the holidays and, um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely a weird time, but I think that the, the team banding together, coming up with these great editorial ideas, really kind of just having a transparency with our community of like, here's what we're dealing with. And, and I think that people that resonated with people as well. Um, and I think doing that townhouse trunk show was just so awesome right. um, to kind of get us through those months. Yeah, I love that. And then uh, were there any silver linings of COVID? So did your company improve in certain unexpected ways that you'll carry through? Yeah, well, I think one thing, I mean, 
just even though our whole team was separated, everyone coming together and, you know, banding together, as Lauren said, and working as a team, even digitally, like, it, it just really amazed me. And, I, I, you know, having a company now and, and Lauren and I focusing on, you know, what's next for the business, but also our team and the team that we've grown. Right. Um, I just think this through this time, they, they really stepped up and I'm really proud of them. And it, it makes me so happy to have them on board and, and be able to help Lauren and I through this this process right I love that um and then one last question I have I actually just kind of thought about this last night um I interviewed the the former chief operating officer of Venmo this past summer and so he was one of like the you know first five employees and he said that Venmo actually emerged out of the recession of 2008 and so he also believes that we'll see a lot of companies emerge out of this recession and post-COVID. So with that in mind, if anyone's tuning in that might be thinking of starting their own business, um, what advice would you offer to them? I would say, I mean, it's, that's such an interesting thing, what, what he said. I feel that he's spot on. I mean, I think that, you know, we, we also, when we saw that this was happening, thought, oh, you know, if we can make it through this, like we could come out and, and there could be lots of opportunities out there, you right. know, like if this weather, the storm. So that was kind of our thought. Like we just need to kind of get through this time. Um, I think that it, there, there will be opportunities for other businesses and it's going to be really interesting to see who can, you know, come out of it and kind of strike when it's time, you know, when things are safe again and, and when, you know, businesses start reopening and, um, you know, it, it could be a positive thing that we come out of this and, you know, certain businesses take off and are succeeding. And I think if you have an idea and you're, you think that, you know, post COVID or now, you know, is the right time and you're seeing a, a niche or an opportunity. Um, I think it's, there's no better time. And if, you know, if you needed to go raise money or you needed like, there's people out there with money. I mean, there, it's not like, you know, I think that there's, there's opportunity where people least expect it. And, right. You know, I think it's not a bad time to try to do something. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that wraps everything up guys. Did we miss anything? Is there anything you guys want to add that we may not have touched on? You know, actually what something that you had mentioned too, before maybe you started recording was our uh, partnership with St. Jude, which Kaki, I feel yes, like. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yes. Um, however, we do have this partnership with St. Jude that we had signed on um, prior to COVID hitting. And it was really important to us, you know, to maintain that partnership and continue to uh, raise money for St. Jude. And, you know, what during COVID, they also, everyone is struggling and, and what, you know, children fighting cancer. I mean, insane to be going through a global pandemic on top of, of that. So, right. um, yeah, so it was really important to us to, um, you know, give back to them and part and continue our partnership, obviously, with them through the holidays. And we were able to raise a hundred thousand dollars last year for St. Jude um, in so 2020. Incredible. We're so proud of, um, and we're continuing our partnership with them through this year. And it's been just an amazing opportunity for us, and personally speaking, just to be able to give back to such an amazing organization, um, and we're really excited about this year. Um, Kaki, is there anything else I should mention with St. Jude? <laughs> no, I think you, you hit it. I mean, it, like Lauren said, it's, it's an important um, charity, and, and during COVID, as, as Lauren kind of touched on, everyone's kind of changed their focus and, and 
donated to charities that were strictly COVID related. And, and while St. Jude isn't strictly COVID related, they were experiencing a lot of difficulties. So, you know, it was important to us to, to continue to that partnership as Lauren mentioned. Yeah, and I remember when you guys um, were posting about that, I remember texting my mom, be like, can you believe that Ellie Stevens raised $100,000? So it's so incredible. Um, really, really cool. Um, but but thank you guys so much. And I can I honestly, I still remember meeting you guys like over three years ago. It was just the two of you at this small pop-up um, right outside Philadelphia. And now here, here you guys are on like such a more national level. So it's really cool to watch. Really cool. We can all be in person again soon and because you know i feel like meeting you in person and then doing the podcast like it's just i miss seeing people same <laughs> we'll get there we'll be over soon yeah. yeah thanks guys hi everybody thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to high five success stories to learn more about the podcast feel free to follow me on instagram my handle is at High Five Success, or on Facebook, you can like High Five Success Stories with Steph Hayden, or I'm also on Twitter, my handle is at High Five Hayden, and lastly, you can subscribe to the newsletter on my website, www.stephhayden.com. And if you get a second, I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much.